Hello and welcome back to Speed in our Fast Talk video game podcast where today we're going back five years to talk about a game that we still actually play and actually a lot of people still play. But I, uh, I don't know, Pokemon go to the polls. Yeah, Pokemon yeah. stop. <laughs> I love, uh, I love poke your mom <laughs> no, no, no. This isn't going to be the intro. Try it again. <laughs> no. Oh, do I have to do a second take? Yes. I'm demanding a second take or I will edit this out. <laughs> okay, fine. This could be an outtake. I'll do it again. Patreon exclusive outtake. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Speedrun, the fast-time video game podcast where today we are talking about a game that is five years old as of this year. Oh my god, And that it is. makes me feel ancient. Why'd you have Very to say ancient. that? What the hell? I need to rethink all my life choices. <laughs> That's terrible. We were talking about, right before this episode, how Duke Nukem Forever turned 10. Stop. Oh my god. Oh god. It's okay. Lincoln Park's hybrid theory is 22 years old. Weezer is timeless, though. Weezer came out before I was born. That's nuts. I can't believe Wizard. I can't believe Rivers Weezer is 102 now. (laughs) Rivers Weezer. What are we talking about? about Today's episode is about Pokemon Go, our favorite game that gets you out to the polls to catch some virtual monsters. You love it. It's Trespassing Breaking and Entering Simulator, 2K16. Hear me out on this. I was 16. I was freshly out of high school, and I was... Okay, I was still a depressed little shit. But, but, there was nothing me and my friends, who I rarely talk to anymore because they were high school friends, loved to do that summer than to go around neighborhoods late at night with probably in places where we shouldn't be past 10, and catch Pokemon. Haha, <laughs> baby had a curfew. I was twenty-one. <laughs> it's not that. It's not that we had a curfew. It's that we had to get worried. We had to worry about getting shot. Jesus. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Pikachu <Peak of laughs> stop. Woo! Textless Woo! edition, just like all the best textbooks. We used to play it. Um, actually, do you want to start the timer? Yeah, let me start the timer while you go off. Okay. So we used to play it in Lakewood here in Cleveland, which is more or less like the gay district or um, the gay neighborhood, the gayborhood, if you will. It is a very LG. Yeah, (laughs) it's a very uh, densely populated LGBT centric area. And it is super duper duper cool. Like lots of old houses and old buildings and old architecture. Like it is almost like original to the city in terms of like it's like it's a first ring suburb as it were and you can just walk up and down all the streets because it's laid out on a really nice grid and you can like go to someone's house just by following the grid and there's tons of pokestops everywhere it was great especially when only the kanto decks was out uh so for those who've never played pokemon go for a long time you could only play uh, with the original 151. And they didn't add uh, Jotho. Jotho. Sorry, Johto. Until, um, actually, funny enough, I was at KatsuCon 
when they released Johto. And then everyone in the con like collectively stopped. Then all ripped out their phones and started looking around. The cell service got real bad <laughs> real quick. <laughs> but we would just walk around. And at that time, since there were only 150 to keep track of and evolve in the game, it was really easy to catch a ton of Pokemon and just evolve them and grind it really fast. And since we live right on the coast, uh, we had an ample supply of Magikarp at all times. Oh, you could just go down on the beach and just like grind Magikarp. It was great. And it's kind of funny because, you know, I talk about going out and around. And it's really funny. My sister lives in a real and what's considered like a bougie neighborhood and uh, my home small hometown. That I won't tell the name of in Texas mm-hmm. near Houston. And apparently a group of teenagers literally got the cops called on them because they were playing Pokemon Go at the park at, like, 1 a.m. And one of the, like, boomer neighbors thought it was gang activity. Jesus. It was. It was probably Team Instinct. (laughs) (laughs) Team Mystic. (laughs) No. It wasn't Team Mystic. We're smarter than that. (laughs) No, no, no. That's my team, though. I'm a good one. You're a good Team Instinct? No, I'm a Team Mystic. Oh, same. Big same. Yeah. But no, what, what I really loved is pe- when a lot of folks don't remember how huge it was at the start. Because don't get me wrong, I still play now. Every few months I come back to it and I binge for like a month. And I This time I've been playing consistently because my fiancé uh, has been home properly for a couple months now. And they're like, you know, we need an excuse to, like, get out and actually go to the beach we live near more before we move next year. Let's play Pokemon Go again. We can tackle any gyms we can together. Because two Pokemon trainer brains is better than one. And it's really lovely. Especially because I think it's, of all the modern Pokemon games, it has the most complete Pokedex. Like, they literally added a new event Pokemon to the game. uh, As we're recording this on Spooky the First today. Mm-hmm. But back in 2016, it was so massive that I went to the mall in my hometown with, with my, my friend Colin, who, if you're listening, hi, Colin. He just moved to Japan for a teaching job. Oh, that's um, awesome. And I remember I was just walking around and just seeing, like, groups of people. And the funny thing is most of them weren't kids. They were all, like, either, like, older teens or 20-somethings. Yeah. Walking around, it's like, oh crap! Is there? There's a Magikarp over there. Oh, Whoa. this guy saw a Scyther. This guy saw us. like literally. The, I, we see a crowd. It's like, what's up? Th- this asshole right here just saw a Scyther. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's entirely accurate. Around here, especially in Lakewood, like I was talking about, there are literally people who would like dress up in their team's colors. It, people like got into it, and it was like a cultural phenomenon. Funny enough, most Pokestops around here are churches. So church <laughs> attendance went up when Pokemon Go came out. <laughs> what I really like about living in Victoria now is I live in I live uh, downtown here, right? And uh, so what I like to do is I like to walk to the street that the legislature is on. Because every single major government building is a Pokestop. Or a gym. Yes! Except for the legislature itself, which for some reason is three. Three? 
Well, yeah, because the legislature's one, one of the statues outside is a gem, and then one of the... They added a totem pole recently, and that's also a Pokestop. I'm not sure if I like the gentrification of an indigenous structure into a Pokestop. That kind of (laughs) makes me feel a little bit icky as a dirty colonizer. It's okay, you know, for, for forgetting about the implications of our actions towards indigenous people is my favorite Canadian pastime. I was going to say, uh, <clears throat> land back. <laughs> land back, agreed. But yeah, no, like, it, it, there's so many Pokestops here and it's just really lovely. Not nearly like it used to be, though. Mm-hmm. But not dead by any means. Yeah. One thing I do want to talk about and this is not talking about, like, the legacy and, like, the fact that we would have parties and order pizza, get all sugared up on on pop and, like, go around and then come back eat, order more pizza. Besides, like, the cultural aspect of it, the actual mechanical aspect of it was so interesting because people were 3D printing little, like, the little, the little aimers, you know, where they could just, like, whoop and do the thing, which was super yeah. useful until they, like, nerfed it. Because every time I throw it, I could do a straight line. What? Okay, so here's a stuffed animal. Let's just say this is like fanfi or something. I would like go straight up and go zoop off into space. I'm like, (laughs) no, you're supposed to go like this. It's so frustrating. (laughs) God. Even to this day, I'll throw straight and goes zoop like a curveball and goes nice throw. I'm like, thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Mm, great throw. <laughs> Strike. But yeah, so that is... Knockout! Knockout. Was it just me, or was it, like, was battling, like, kind of, like, difficult in the beginning? Like, I feel like it's gotten a lot easier, especially with the introduction of NPCs in the form of, like, Team Rocket. Because I knew so many people that n- played the game never never did a battle once and that's how i was until um i mean as you know i just got back into it um mm-hmm. only like a couple of weeks ago and it's funny when i when i told you you're like oh my god we're doing it too and it's just like perfect uh gifts weren't a thing at launch obviously the national like big decks wasn't a thing at there launch. wasn't even trading there wasn't training at launch. Battles were like almost non-existent. If you weren't like find like I, beating up random people on the street or a gym, I I will say this as well. There are two different battle systems. I really kind of like the one that used like if you battle a friend or go against a rocket grunt or wherever, where you know it feel, it's like this weird mix. It's like the game one kind of sort of like the one you'd find in a game. But not nearly as deep and with, like, some touch shenanigans. That I vibe with. The original one is the one they still use for raids, where you have to, like, hop around and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That one always feels jank as hell, and I I don't think it's ever gotten better. Mm-mm. Nope. It's never gotten better. My band was filming a music video in, um, in like, that same area in the gay district of Cleveland. And the day we were filming the video, it was, like blasting cold and snow and just like freezing which was great for the video but it was just like cold outside and we were in the upper part of like an old 
of like you, you know how it's just like store on the bottom apartment on top like those types of things we were in the mm-hmm. apartment part of it we rented it out for the day to film up there and like we see a bunch of people wearing uh their respective team gear and all of us in the band played pokemon go so we open up the window and we shout down hey what's going on down there and they shout back to us <laughs> there's a raid and we go what <laughs> so we all run downstairs turns out it's a lugia raid oh the oh. so the band the the director the camera guy everyone we stopped what we were doing for like 30 minutes to like go battle lugia <laughs> and that is like one of the most like formative experiences of my long tenure in that band one of my favorite things is um i'm i'm really big on when we do capital city comic-con here in vic maybe capital some city comic-con very soon but every year when i go there's actually an island pokemon go group where apparently huh. they meet up and they get like coffee i don't know if they still do because of the pandemic they meet up and get coffee and then go off to like uh you know one of the various parts of town like oh they're all going to chinatown or they're all going to like um i think they like to hike around like mount doug or whatever here no basically an excuse to hike around random parts of the city and uh get some pokemon along the way Mount Duck is the most Canadian name I've ever heard for a place in my life. I I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only in Canada can a place be called Mount Doug. Just like some guy's name. <laughs> Just like, he's an old mate. You know, Doug. This is a uh, mountain, yeah. Mount Doug. Don't you know Douglas? He's a, he has a bar. He's a good dude. It's short for Douglas. <laughs> no, it actually is. I know. I bet it is. <laughs> but oh goodness we you know they what's the kind of last thing i want to touch on is they don't just play pokemon go though some of their members also play niantic's big pokemon go s game from before pokemon go ingress yes i was trying to remember the name of that one ingress i have no experience with it but i think it's cool that still has a community I'm really happy that that is still online. That's super cool. And here's what I like about Pokemon Go as well. You don't have to put any money into it. Oh, shit. Look at that. Perfect timing. But you don't have to put any money into it. If you want a tiny but, bag. Yeah, but you can. And what what really got me back into it, and this is the last note, is my nephew, Dean. He's going to be six this year. He got really into it, and when my sister told him I played, he started calling me up weekly to being like, Hey, Aunt Jamie, do you want to talk Pokemon and oh. maybe trade or something? It's really cute. I, I became the favorite aunt, and it was completely because of Pokemon Go. That's the Pokemon most precious Go. thing I've ever heard in my life. Oh my god. And something we can talk about that's related at some point is also Pokemon Let's Go, which brought the Pokemon Go-style wild battle system to a main game. I actually... And people are like, oh, this is like a game for little kids. I'm like, I know. Because I gifted it to him when he got a Switch. It was his first proper Switch game that wasn't like a free mobile title. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it became his favorite game in the system because he's like trading with his friends. And he can transfer all his Kanto Pokemon from Go, from Let's Go to Go. And you know, it's, it's very mm-hmm. cute, very wholesome. And uh, 
yeah, I, I guess that's the note I want to end on. Do you have anything you'd like to add? If that is considered a kid's game, like, what does that say about me? Because that's one of the first games I was planning on getting was Let's Go Eevee. Because it's just like, yes, I want to go through Kanto on my Switch. Yes, I want a fun, simplified, casual experience. It's just like, what the hell? You yes, can play I with Eevee. I want to play with Eevee while eating goldfish and watching Recess and Goof Troop on Disney Plus, damn it. Let me have this. I'm a millennial, and I'm very depressed and financially stressed. <laughs> ooh. Oh. Ooh, that's a mood. That's a big mood. But you know what else is a big mood? And speaking come, of financial stress? Coming to see us at Capital City Comic Con, where I come all the way across the North American continent to another country just to be there? Yes! I can't give exact specifics, but we are. This is probably going to happen. It's probably going to. I'm potentially doing two panels? Uh, we'll see. But. Ooh. I know. Well, but with luck, because Trey and Anya and I will be able to do our usual. Maybe we'll drag you along for that if you would like to be dragged along for that. Maybe. 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 But we're. Um, yeah, that's exciting. And what also is exciting is uh, people simping us on Patreon. Yes. Thank you, Lexi Robert, and Robert and Abby Hornerbrook. If you back us in the $10 here or higher on Patreon, you'll get shouted out. Or back us for as low as a dollar a month to get episodes a week early, along with video versions of the podcast and other perks related to our podcast and YouTube stuff. In addition, we record our podcast via Riverside FM and are hosted via Podbean. If you'd like to record and get some podcast hosting of your own, then check us out at podbean.com speedrun and use the links in the description uh, that I guess we put in each episode of the podcast. Like show notes! And the show notes and uh, help support the show. Yeah. 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 yeah.